Please listen carefully. Hi, I'm Paul Freels. I'm Dave Guzman. And welcome to Practical Bass, where each week we pick a topic of interest to you, the working bass player, and we look at it from a bunch of different angles and explore it and talk about our experiences and uh, hopefully invite you, the listeners, to share your thoughts and experiences with us. You can do that in a bunch of ways. Uh, you can find us on our website at practicalbase.com or email us at podcast at practicalbase.com. You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, we interact with our listeners there. We have a new Facebook group, which makes it even easier uh, for you to raise questions with each other, with other listeners, with us, and uh, we love to monitor that and and uh, and talk to our listeners. So you know, we hope we'll hear from you. I, I do have to say, you know, we we appear on a bunch of other social media as well: Twitter, Instagram, uh, Google Plus. But you know, Facebook by far, I think we get the most people corresponding with us there. And this week we have a, uh, I think we have a, we have a special entry, right? That, that came out of our, uh, a Facebook discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris Cox, who is a listener and he wrote in, um, with, uh, with asking us to, to present on a topic. That's right. And that means that this is our second instance of listener, listener mail, right? Mail. That's right. Excellent. Yeah. So Chris, <laughs> uh, Chris wrote in, uh, or yeah, wrote in about, um, about, amps and specifically somehow i think the the topic had come up about ratings like ohms and wattage and things like that right and he was specifically i think asking about how do you deal with those numbers like how do you deal with the ratings of amps how do you know what they mean mm -hmm. how do you match the right pieces together and so on and so forth um so yeah, I think that'll make a great topic for today, and yeah. we want to thank Chris for for writing in with the idea. So, um, Dave, the amp that you're using uh, right now, like your most mm -hmm. used, most favorite amp, what what is what is the rating on that amp? Uh, yes, that is uh, it's three hundred and fifty watts right into an eight ohm, and then or like 500 watts into forums. Yeah, yeah. Which is just like a bunch of numbers. It is. We're just starting off with the numbers <laughs> that's, game. That's how we're, we're going to throw it right like that. That's okay. We're like, we're putting it out there. We're putting the numbers out there. And then as we go, yeah. hopefully we can make some sense out of, you know, explaining what, what these mean and why those change. Right. Right. So, you know, I, on the other hand, I mean, I know I've talked about it before again, we're not getting any money from these guys. Just I'm using it as, using it as an example. Um, I have a little Mark uh, Tube 800, yeah. um, a Mark base head, and it's 500 watts into eight ohms, right? Uh, or it does 800 watts into four ohms, right? Um, so a little bit, you know, just a little bit higher. You know, just right. all that means basically is just. It there the the power rating on the amp is higher. It doesn't necessarily mean I you know run it louder automatically or anything like that. Right. So yeah. And do you know like so the the speakers that you're matching up to then do you know like what what those are at? Yeah. The well. So the the cabinet that I use most often with it is a two by ten. It's right. a Mark Base Traveler one hundred two P, which is a uh, 
they're two by 10. It's like a really light cabinet and it's an eight ohm cabinet. Right. So that means that when I hook it up to that amp, yeah, it's getting, it's operating at basically maximum of 500 watts. Right. Into that. Um, now, now, so your amp, do you know, like, is, is, is yours like a speaker? I think you have a combo, yeah. right? Yeah. So because, and because it's a combo, like, so they do, you know, they match, it's designed, right? Like to be yeah. a combo. So yeah, I think, um, it's set up as, yeah, 8 ohm, 400 watt mm-hmm. max, right? Yeah. yeah. A little bit higher than what, what the, you know, what the yeah. amp can actually do. But, it, and it has a feature where I can, because I can use forum, so I can actually throw in another cabinet Yeah, on top of that. Yes, yeah, so it has like an extension. Right. You can add a cabinet and, and right. run it to forum. So those those extensions and how that works like that's probably this right. part of the mystery that Chris was writing in about so right. hopefully we can talk a little bit about this um yeah. you know one of the notes i made here was on explaining ohm's law and i realized <laughs> at, at some point i'm like you know that's not even the right way to look at it so i mean ohm's law is a real thing right um so mm-hmm. i'm trying to so if i if i remember correctly I think it's V equals, uh, or so, sorry, I equals V over R, I think, which is like amps equals volts over resistance in ohms, right. if I remember correctly. But that doesn't really help that much in the case of being a bass player. Right. Like That's not a bad thing to know, I guess, if you're an electrician, but yeah. what we really care about are the the measurements on our, on our amps, which are all basically going to be running at either... 110 volts or 220 volts Mm -hmm. and they have a you know they have a transformer that's going to you know turn that into the power that the amp needs to run and it's going to regulate it's going to regulate properly so that you're not like you're not going to plug this amp in in europe and suddenly your amp is like twice as powerful Mm -hmm. because you plugged into 220 volts so really what we're talking about is wattage you know the watts yeah, and then resistance or impedance, which is the the ohms, right? Right. Um, so the the impedance on your speaker cabinets. Here's how you can think about it: impedance on your speaker cabinet is um, is basically like a a gate. So think of the current like you would water in a river, right? Right. Impedance is like having a dam. Yep a partial dam on the river or think of it as an adjustable dam. Right. And right. The more ohms you have, the more you've adjusted that gate closed. Right. Against the current. Right. Yep. Um, so really what, what happens is the wattage on your amp is going to, is going to depend on, or the, I should say the wattage, the power that's the amp is going to produce is going to depend on, the impedance of the cabinets that it's hooked to. Right. Right. Now, it turns out that there are amps out there nowadays, quite a few of them, that you can run without any impedance whatsoever. So there mm. are some amps that are made so that if you don't plug in a cabinet to them, it's fine. They're happy to do that. Right. Mm. There, You can run it just to headphones. Right. And then you could turn around, take that amp and plug it into a cabinet and run mm. it at full power, right? Right. Not every amp is built to do that, though, right? Vintage amps especially, um, if you try and run them without any cabinet, you could have problems. 
Yeah. Uh, and those problems can be as severe as basically the amp like overheating and dying, like, you know, literally Smoke. starting a fire. Which is good for a rock and roll gig. Like, yeah. For that key moment. Yeah. Yeah. When you really need the pyrotechnics and your amp just like explodes on yeah. stage. It's got to be a last note kind of situation, but <laughs> if you can time it. Yeah. And that's the last show ever. <laughs> you're never playing music again. Do it. Oh my gosh. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, so what happens uh, with with cabinets? I mean, the reason people think about, you know, it's it's easy to think about the wattage and the impedance, right? The wattage and the ohms and simply attach one cabinet to one amp yep. and you're good to go, right? Oh, okay, this amp works 500 watts at eight ohms. If I attach an eight ohm cabinet to it, it's going to run at five, it'll run up to 500 watts. Right. That's easy, right? Very easy. What I think throws people mm-hmm. is that as you add a cabinet, you change the impedance and it's not adding impedance. Like if I add another eight ohm cabinet, that doesn't mean the impedance is 16 ohms. It actually means that it's four ohms. And right. We'll, we'll go into why that is in, in a minute. You have, you have like a, you have a, a formula. You know the formula for this. Yeah. And what is that? So that, if I if I yeah. cabinet A and cabinet B right. and say A is eight ohms and B is eight ohms, then what it, what is like, how do I figure out what the, the new right. impedance is? So it would be like cabinet A ohms times cabinet B ohms. Okay. So I multiply those to get those together. So eight times eight, which Six, is 64. 64. Right. Divided by cabinet A ohms plus cabinet B ohms. So 64 divided by 16, which right? is so eight times eight divided by eight plus eight. Right. So 64 divided by 16, which is four, four ohms. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, and here's the thing, people connect cabinets like this. And a lot of times don't realize that what they're doing is they are connecting the cabinets in parallel. Right. And the reason it may not occur to you that it's in parallel is because you're just like, you're literally just sticking a cord in. So yeah. it looks like it's in series, right? I attach, right. like my amp goes to one cabinet and then I attach that cabinet if it has a, like, you know, whether there's a second out on my mm-hmm. on my amp or whether my cabinet has a second out that I then run to the other cabinet. Like it looks like you're putting them in a in a chain in the, in the second case. Right. But you're not right. because there's a, it's basically you're making a loop, right? Mm-hmm. So- in the first case, it's easy to see because you're attaching two cabinets, one to either output on the amp. Right. And so it looks like you're running in parallel, which you are. Right. But when you run them in a chain like that, it doesn't right. look like it, but you're still doing the same thing because <laughs> you're like, you're basically attaching them in a in a loop because you've got multiple connections yep. in each of those cables, at least two connections, right? If it's a speaker cable, you've got a tip and a sleeve. Right. Right. Or if it's a speak on, you either have two poles or four poles. That's right. 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 So you're making a loop and that's why they're actually in, in parallel there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, you know, you asked about, about my amp earlier and I was telling you about my two by 10, but I also have a one by 15 and I just used that this weekend at a gig because it was an outdoor thing and I wanted to have some, you know, some brute. That's force. right. So I attach that other cabinet and that's an eight ohm cabinet. Uh-huh. So when I put those together out of my amp, then it's running at four ohms. And so that now the amp is running at that 800 watt rating. Right. But here's the other thing for people to consider is that when you're running at 800 watts, you know, the first thing you think is, well, those cabinets are only rated at 400 watts. Right. Am I going to overload them? Right. And, you know, the answer is no, you're not. Because 
you're running into those two cabinets, but the power is distributed between them. So mm-hmm. even if you, let's say that in, you know, in some magical world, you could actually turn that amp up like, quote, all the way, unquote, right, right. and use all 800 watts. <laughs> you couldn't really, do, like, if you did that, it would like, it would be, I mean, it would be unimaginably loud. You you know, the, the speakers may be designed to handle the load, but no one could bear to listen to it. It's like your bandmates would kill you <laughs> yeah. before you ever got to that point. But let's say you really wanted to. You could run it at 800 watts, but what's going to happen is the 800 watts are divided between the two cabinets. Right. Because you're powering two cabinets, so each one's only going to get 400 of those watts. Yeah. So you don't need to worry about the fact that they're only rated for that, um, you know, with that amp. So like, and, and in a way that, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm missing it here, but in essence, then it, there's still like, there's more air that you're pushing in general, right? You're going to get louder when you have, when you add a 15 to your stack, right? For sure. Yeah. It might not be that you're, that there's like more per speaker. It's just that you're adding a second speaker. Cause in essence, when you start dividing it out, you're actually not putting out as much as if you would, if you had just one speaker. Yeah, it's actually going to, and it's going to be slightly less. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you notice how when I said, like you said, your your amps rating, right, was right. like 350 at 8 ohms. Right. But it's not double that at 4 ohms. It's not right. 700 watts at 4 ohms. It's like 500, 500. watts. At, and the reason is some of that power gets lost to heat in the right. amp. Okay. Right. So it, no amp is perfect. Like no amp has a perfect uh, output. Right, like right. Z- with zero loss, some of that goes to heat. You know, there's noise, there's all sorts of other things, but yep. mainly heat, right? And as you run it at a lower impedance, the amp is going to lose more of its power to heat, right? Okay, which is why you could turn the amp to maybe, like, say you run it on stage, you run it like a, let's say you run it a at a volume where your volume knobs at like two, right, two and a half. That's probably a really comfortable, I, I don't know, it's going to yeah. vary amp to amp, but let's say that that's a comfortable volume for you to sit in your room and practice. If you attach a second cabinet and you turn that that volume up to, to two and a half, you've now added another cabinet, right? The power is going to be loud. Right. It's going to be louder, yeah. right? Um, but what's also going to happen is your amp is going to run warmer at that point too because it's going to be losing a little, a little more of its, of yeah. its output to heat. Yeah. So that's also a reason why you don't ever want to go lower than the lowest impedance that your amp is set to run at. Right. Right. Like, do you know what the, is there a minimum on yours? Um, I don't know. No, I don't know. There may be. Yeah. I mean, uh, so I, I know on mine there's a, it says minimum, like it, a lot of amps will tell you if you look at the back plate, mm-hmm. it'll tell you what the minimum load is. A lot of them are four ohms, but not all of them. Um, you know, but mine yeah. is four ohms. I've got a couple amps, not bass amps, but PA type amplifiers. Yeah, that are actually tell, will tell you minimum load two ohms. Right, which is you know even less obviously. But you know what's going to happen is you know as, as that load gets lower, again more and more of the power yeah. is going to be is going to be like the percent of the power that gets wasted to heat is more. Right that heat has to go somewhere, right? Right. And so that's why right. you hear an amp that's running at a very low load like that, its fan is going to be running quite a bit and it, it will get warm. Yeah. And in, in really bad situations, if you have like an old amp that you underload, like if you have an old tube amp right. with a minimum of four ohms and you put two ohms on it, right? Uh, that's when you're going to have that like 
Jimi Hendrix moment yeah. at the end of your set. Right. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully at the end, not that, the beginning. I think that's usually like where all the all the warnings are. You know, the yeah. bottom line warnings is, you know, if you've got that, you know, if you're running it on two ohms, yeah, and it's old, if it's a tube amp, just that's going to be a fun night, right? That's all you got. That's all right. she wrote. Yeah. So, so there's a thing about mixing and matching too, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we've talked about like the simple case is two cabinets of the same impedance, right? So if you have two cabinets that are eight ohms you're going to have a load of four ohms. Right. If you have two cabinets that are four ohms, you're going to have a load of two ohms. Again, that's right. the danger territory, right? Right. There are 16 ohm cabinets out there too, like guitar cabinets a lot of times are mm-hmm. 16 ohms. Um, if you have two 16 ohm cabinets, that means they're going to have a load of eight ohms when you when you put them together. Yep. Um, but those are not the only possibilities. Like you can mix and match. You can right. match eight and four ohm cabinets. Now mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't have a calculator in front of me, but I know these are like, there's some, some numbers. She's like, if you have an eight and a four, so you think about it with your, your yeah. formula. So eight times four, 32, and mm. then eight plus four is 12. So whatever 32 b- divided by 12 is. It's actually like 2.67. Wow. They see, there Isn't you go. That so weird. Like, you knew that right, yeah. right off the top of your head. It's, so it's, it's like 2.67 ohms. Yeah. yeah. And I remember that because I had to get this calculation years ago when I was mixing and matching and I found a four ohm and an eight ohm. And that's where like the search began. Yeah. Like, what happens yeah. then? Yeah. That's basically what happens. And it's still super low. Yeah. 267 is really that's very low. So if you know yeah. you'd have to think about that if you're trying to add another cabinet to your mm-hmm. amp and you have one of the cabinets is 8 ohms and you add another cabinet that's 4 that you know is 4 ohms, now you're at that load of 2.67. Right. If you look at the back plate on your amp and it says minimum load 4 ohms, that should tell you don't do that. Like right. you do not want to be running that. Exactly. At least not for more than, you know, a short time at low volume or whatever. Right. And and even that like it's just it's simply not a good idea. And nowadays amps are a lot of times built with thermal shutoff circuits and they will, you know, they'll trip rather than destroy the amp. But if you're dealing with a vintage amp or something like that, do not count on that because, you know, that's relatively recent modern technology. Yeah. And so if you're dealing with an old amp, you are, you're really, you're, you're running into a hazard there. Um, so yeah, so that, I guess that was a good bit about, about, um, ohms and watts and yeah. and how to deal with them. Uh, do you have like, is there a, a wattage where, you know, you're like comfortable or not comfortable, like what you like in an amp? Like, is there too much wattage for you? You know, I feel like, um, from, from just rigs that I've played, not even mine, but, but other rigs that I've played, like, I, I feel like, you know, if, if I'm playing at like 500 watts, that seems to cover everything that I usually need. Right. Mm-hmm. Because after that, I, I just kind of feel like it's, it's an outdoor venue. What am I, am I really trying to push it out or, you know, am I plugging into a PA and it, and it's just my personal monitor, you know? Yeah. I mean, I've played on some rigs that were pretty heavy duty. Other, other guys rigs that were like intense. And I almost, uh, this is just like a personal taste for me. I just feel like, you know, that it's probably horrible to say here, but sometimes I just feel like if it's too much bass, it's just like, if I can't, if I can't dial in like low enough. Yeah. So you're saying like, if it's too powerful, like, and, and moving the dial just a little bit yeah. is, a, is a huge drop in volume. Cause it's just so right. You know, whomping big. And then I feel like I'm playing like on the low end of the, of which is not really like the sweet spot yeah. of an amp. 
Yeah. That probably is like the limit. And I don't know what that number is, you know, because I didn't know what those rigs are, you know, yeah, what the wattage was. But, you know, when it's like the huge wall of, yeah. it's it's just, it's too much. Yeah. You know? No, I, I, for I, me, I think, I think you're right. I mean, um, I, I do think, you know, I, I used to have an amp that was, I don't know, 200 or 250 watts and mm-hmm. just, it right. just didn't have enough. Right. Cojones to like yeah. be the, like to be there for all the gigs. Yeah. Right. And I would have to get that, like the DI just to get enough back right. to me, right. like get something in the monitors, get something up front, whatever. Um, so for me, yeah, that, that 500 Watts is, is a, is a nice sweet spot. I mean, I think, yeah. you know, the tube amp I have now that has, you know, has this 800 watt into forums that's nice, but really for me, what it is is being able to have the second cabinet and push more air. Right. That's the point to me. Like, that's right. Because essentially that's like having like 400 watts into each cabinet. Yep. And I did notice at this gig that I played on Saturday, um, you know, I turned the amp up a, a good bit. I mean, I think I was running at probably 11 o'clock or 1130 on the dial. Right. Which is I mean, if I, tr- if I did that in here yeah. like in the, the world famous practical based studios, uh, yeah, the neighbors would be like calling the cops or something right. like that. But out in this outdoor stage, it was great. And it, and the sound was, uh, I got a really great sound. Like it really had a warm, really nice tone that I liked right. a lot. Yeah. Um, and so I was kind of like, oh, it's a shame I can't, you know run it like this more often, but you know, just that is, bigger gigs. <laughs> it's definitely one of the nicer things about, you know, bringing your rig out outside. Yeah. You get to, you get to let it sing. Like yeah. you get to hear like some of that voicing that you normally don't get out of it. Yeah. And you know, if people are interested in, in some details about outdoor gigs, I mean, we had a recent show where we talked about outdoor gigs. So if you go to practicalbase.com, you can look up the, the episodes list and, you know, look for our, our show on the great outdoors. Yeah. Um, taking it, what we call it, taking it to the streets. I think that's what that's we call right. that one. Um, yeah, I mean that, so that, that was a nice thing being able to run it at like a really impressive output mm-hmm. that I, that I don't normally get. I mean, there are, there are rigs out there that have a lot more power. Like you can get base rigs out there that are thousand Watts or 2000 Watts or something like that. Yeah. Really what, what that buys you is a huge amount of headroom, right? Like the more the wattage ends up being like the, the maximum rating ends up, the more headroom you have for like that very pristine, clean tone. Right. Right. Um, and that's a nice thing. Yeah. On the other hand, like I've got a rig in the closet. That's I think 120 watt tube amp. That is one of the loudest amps I own. Right. Cause I don't think tube amps are really the same as solid state. Like the, yeah. The watts aren't if I had a 200 watt tube amp, that is nowhere near the same thing as a 200 watt solid state amp right. in terms of like what you hear. Right. So, it's always something to look at. I, yeah, I don't I don't know that I have a favorite wattage or anything like that. I feel like, you know, somewhere in that like 500 watt range is mm. is just about perfect though. Yeah. So, one other thing I think that's worth talking about is matching the speaker to the amp, even if it's at the right ohm rating, yeah, but the wattage limit on the speaker is different than what the amp is. Right. Right? Yeah. So the number one rule is if it's close, don't worry about it. Right. Right? 
if your amp is 350 watts and it's a 300 watt speaker, don't lose sleep over it. Right. If it's a 400 watt amp and it's a 500 watt speaker, don't lose sleep over it. Right. Right. Where you're going to run into issues is less often when you have a speaker that is not rated as high as the amp is. Mm -hmm. That is less bad than having a speaker that's rated very high and your amp is rated much lower because typically what that means is that the speakers are expecting more wattage to drive the cone. And if you have to turn your amp way up in order to drive them, the amp is actually going to distort. And in some cases you end up with a nice square wave and you can blow, you can blow a speaker that's rated for like 800 Watts because you hooked it up to a 200 watt or 150 watt amp. Right. And, and had to turn that amp way up to be heard. Right. You could actually destroy the speaker that way, which seems backwards, but it is how it works. Yeah. Yeah. There's, it, it's funny too, because you get into this whole world of like, uh, uh, like the, in the PA world. And it's just from a few things that I've read where they're okay with you having, you know, more watts coming through from your amp than your speaker. And the yeah. way that they kind of explain it is sort of like, it's just like, um, it, it, it's just less, it's, you know, it's, it's more effortless for the amp. Yes. Right. That's exactly it. It's, it's more because the, the amp is producing current and basically, you know, you're, you're providing more or less of that gating with right. the speaker. Right. And the impedance is part of it. But of course, there's also the rating of the speakers themselves. Right. And, you know, if you don't have to turn the amp up as much to get a good sound out of the speakers, your amp's just not going to work as hard. It doesn't have to produce as much current. It doesn't have to produce as much heat. Right. Right. And so it's just better for the amp overall. Now, right. doesn't mean, you know, run out and buy a 2000 watt amp and hook it up to a 50 watt speaker or something right. like that. Probably not a great idea, right. but within reason, you can have some slew there. Like I've run yeah. speakers that were rated 200 and 200 or 300 Watts. And I've run them off an 800 Watt amplifier with no problem. Right. Okay. And, and yeah. it was exactly that case where I could just like, you know, I didn't have to turn the dial really as much to get a big sound out of them. And you, know, you have to listen for distortion and things like that. But right. um, within reason, you know, you're probably going to get louder than your audience once before it becomes a problem. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that was, yeah, it's pretty good coverage. You know, the last thing I guess we leave you with is, you know, always look at your manufacturer recommendations and don't go below their their ohms. Yeah. And and you made a point about the the tube amps, right? And that's which was also an important one. Yeah. That uh just that in general that they respond, you know, a lot worse than them with solid state if you're going <laughs> to test those limits if you really want to push it just yeah be yeah. careful don't don't use your vintage yeah tube amp like <laughs> that would be really bad <laughs> like i'm not going to go grab that amp peg and like hook up a two ohm speaker to it just to see what happens because i mean it gets pretty warm as it is <laughs> it, it could make for a fun night <laughs> we'll roast some marshmallows <laughs> That'll be for the next show. <laughs> All right. Well, that's as good a place to stop as any. Um, we hope you guys have enjoyed listening to um, our explanations of wattage and impedance. If you have comments, if you have experiences that you want to share, good or bad, we hope you guys will feel free to do that. You can email us at podcast at practicalbase.com or just use the contact form on our practicalbase.com website. 
You can also find us on Facebook. Uh, there is a Practical Base group, which you can reach from our Practical Base page. We hope to hear from you there. We also uh, we also are found on Twitter, Google+, and Instagram. Send us pictures of your rigs. If you've got a couple speakers you're not sure about matching them with an amp, take a picture of the back plate. Send it in. Let's see what we can, what we can find out together. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. The, the, the key to it is that we really want to have a relationship with you guys, our listeners. That's what matters most to us. Um, and we hope more than anything that what you will do is share this podcast with your friends, particularly bass players, but we are open to musicians of all kinds, whatever their instruments are. We hope you will pass it on to them and maybe they'll enjoy our, our little tete-a-tetes here in the Practical Bass Studios. And most importantly, uh, subscribe. If you haven't subscribed already, you can figure out how to do that by going to the practicalbase.com website and look at our subscribe link. You can get us very easily on your computers or devices, uh, the podcasts app on your iPhone uh, or the iTunes application on your Mac OS device. Uh, You can use Google Play Music on just about any device, Stitcher Radio on just about any device, just look for Practical Bass. Use the search tool in the app to find Practical Bass, and you'll get a subscribe link. Hit that subscribe link, and you will get a new episode of Practical Bass delivered straight to your device every week. Fresh, hot off the presses. Um, until next time, I'm Paul Freels. And I'm Dave Guzman. This has been Practical Bass. Thanks for listening. It's like playing operation. Yeah. You know, you just don't know that you're a sloppy surgeon until there's a buzzer. (laughs) (laughs) And you're like, oh, I do do a lot of that. You're like, oh, "Oh, okay. I guess I have to work on my right hand now. Back to the drawing board. (laughs) 